Good morning, friends. Welcome to another live session of the Portis Get Online broadcast. My name is Aiza Phillips Aikintola. Well, I hope you had a wonderful night rest for those who are just about to go to bed. Well, I wish you a wonderful night rest. Welcome to another live session of our broadcast this morning. Let us pray. Father, we honor you this morning. We glorify you. We bless you. We exalt your holy name. Your mercy, Lord, endures forever. This is another day, Father, you have given unto us. As the day is dawning in this part of the world, the day is setting on the other part of the world. We thank you for this goodness and glory and grace that we are experiencing. All this shows and ref re reflects your goodness and grace, love and mercy, O oh God, upon the sons of men. What can we say to these things but to say thank you, to appreciate you, and to just back, O oh God, in your love and mercy. Thank you, Father, for another beautiful wonderful glorious day a day you have set aside to reveal the, the prophetic realities of your plan for this brand new day and thank you for calling us to be part of that reality this morning father even as you speak to our hearts as you awaken us father we pray lord that your spirit will lead us and guide us you will teach us you will instruct us, O oh God, in the way to go this morning. Lord, that we will not depend on our own wisdom. That we will not depend on our own mind. That we will not depend, O oh God, on the ideas of men. Know that we surrender, we submit to you this morning. It is my desire this morning that you will take us further into, O oh God, the realities of your plans. The unfolding manifestations of your prophetic desire for our day. Lord, there's a reason why you have prepared us and plan our life for such a time as this and there's a reason why you are releasing us oh god even into the re realities of the situations that we are faced today but father we pray that that reality we will understand that we will not shy away that we will not run away that we will not hide oh god but lord father we will stand up oh god as you clothe us yes father to engage we thank you this morning and once again you grant us grace to see the things that natural human eyes cannot see the things that the minds of men cannot comprehend open our eyes to see and understand because indeed you are the spirit of wisdom and understanding father we thank you thank you for that which you have begun to unveil to us yesterday as i began to pray just towards the end of the prayer you began to direct our hearts now you're doing something in this last day and that is you're releasing your spirit once again and we need to ask for this release. We need to come into the, 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 the desire and the passion of that which your spirit wants to release. Because it's in that desire that we begin to experience and enjoy the, full, the fullness of your spirit. Father, we have released, we have, excuse me, we have, we, have, we have received the earnest of your spirit. But this day, Father, we are coming into the fullness of that spirit. And so I pray this morning that you will grant us once again the grace to proceed further. The grace to walk, O oh God, into that which your spirit is releasing. We surrender to you, Holy Spirit. We ask you this morning to lead us, Holy Spirit. Please teach us your ways. Help us to see the things that we need to see. Help us to hear the things that we need to hear. And help us to respond accordingly. This morning, we lay aside this morning every, every form of distraction. We focus on you. We focus our hearts on you. We bind our minds, thoughts, O oh God, and desires and intention. We lay them before you this morning. This is a season where so many anxieties and, and 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 worry yes are manifesting but lord we say in the name of jesus let every form of worry and doubt yes and anxiety be harsh in your presence we come we receive 
grace sight, O oh God. We bow our knees before you. We, 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 we hush, O oh God, that attitude, that belief system, O oh God, that wants to be overrun by the lie of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we embrace the cross this morning. We declare that the cross will guide and lead us. We embrace the cross. Let the weight of the cross lead us this morning. Guide us and teach us. Help us, O oh God, to be restrained. Help us, O oh God, to surrender. Help us, O oh God, to hear your voice. And help us, Father, to walk in the light of your truth. We thank you. We honor you. We wait on you in the comings of your spirit. We wait on the leading of your spirit. We wait on the instructions of your spirit. We wait on the guidance of your spirit. We wait on you this morning. We will not run ahead. We will not run ahead. We will wait on you. Lead us, precious Holy Spirit. Lead us, precious Holy Spirit. You have been given to us, yes, as an earnest, yes, of the manifestation of the full reality of God's plan for our redemption. And now we begin to step into that full, into that fullness, into that dimension of increase. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, this morning that you will take us deeper. You will take us higher, Lord. We will come into realities, dimensions of your goodness and grace and love and mercy and all that you have prepared for us. As we flow into the river of your spirit, we ask this morning, Father, that our life, oh God, will be captured. will be captured in the light of that which your spirit is demanding for this new day. We will not settle for less. We're not settle for half. No, we're going beyond average. In the name of Jesus, we're living, oh God, the 60-fold. We're living the 30-fold. We're proceeding, oh God, into the fullness, into the fullness. Your word says in that, in, that, in, that, in that day, you will pour out your spirit. Father, these are the days of the pouring out. And you're pouring out your spirit on those who are willing, who are ready, who are crying out, who are seeking, oh God. Father, this day we cry out and we receive we declare in the name of Jesus that we will not be spectators. No, we connect. We connect with you this morning. We ask of you. We receive of you this morning. We want to grow in the things of your spirit. We want to grow in your ways. We want to grow in, in, the, in the light of your truth. We want to grow, Father, in the counsel, yes, of your, of your plans and purposes for this brand new day. We want to grow in the, in the fullness of your power. We want to grow in the fullness of our calling and grace. We want to walk, oh, Father, in that realm. Where those who have gone ahead of us walked. We want to walk, oh God, in the full knowledge of your spirit. We want to walk in the full knowledge of your nature. We want to walk in the full reality of your counsel. Father, this day we thank you that your spirit will take us further. We thank you. We make demand this morning. In humility, we, we make demand. In the name of Jesus, we make demand. Just like Elisha made demand on Elijah. Father, we make demand. We will not, we will not let you go. In the name of Jesus, we'll not let you go. In the name of Jesus, we'll not settle for less. We'll not settle for the peripherals. No, we'll not settle for the crumbs. No, Father, we want the fullness. We want the fullness. For we have received of the earnest. And we have, you, 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 have, you have given unto us this earnest as a guarantee of that to which your spirit, yes, wants to release in our day. And we connect to that fullness this morning. We connect to the fullness of your spirit. We connect to the full outpouring. We connect to the full wisdom. We connect to the full knowledge. We connect to the full revelation. Men who walked before us had this experience. We also want to enjoy this experience, O oh God, that we may truly represent you, that nothing of the flesh, O oh God, will hinder us, that our mind will not stop us. Yes, that our thoughts will not stop us, that our 
unregenerated faculties will not stop us. In fact, this morning, we thank you that our life, our entire life has been brought to the cross. And therefore, nothing will stop. Nothing will hinder. Nothing will frustrate that which your spirit wants to do. You are still at work in us. Your word declares that you are the one that is at work in us, both to will and to do. We come into, yes, the center will, the center focus of your desire, of your will this morning. Our prayer this morning is that your will be done in our life. Our prayer this morning is that your kingdom come. Let, yes, Father, our prayer is that your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come into every area, into every aspect of our existence. Is our desire this morning to be more like you, to be more like you. But we can only do that when you release your spirit. When there's, a, when there's an outpour, when there's a release when we grow, when we grow, when we mature in the release of your spirit. Yes, we know, Father, that we have come to the end of our own self. We have come to the end of our own ways. We have come to the end of our own wisdom. We've come to the end of our own ability and grace and capacity. Father, this morning, we embrace your spirit. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. For it is your spirit, yes, that quickens it is the spirit that profits. The flesh profits nothing. We thank you this morning that your spirit once again will be released into our hearts, into our lives. There will be wisdom. There will be knowledge. There will be counsel. There will be understanding. Yes, Father, when your spirit come, we will walk, oh God, in the fullness of your power. We will walk in the fullness of your counsel. We will walk in the fullness of your wisdom and authority. When your spirit come, Father, we will not judge by what we see with our natural eyes. When your spirit come, Lord, we will not sample the things, oh God, that man brings. Like the deed, like the like the like like Joshua and the rest of the army sample what the Gibeonites brought. Lord, when your spirit comes, we will discern. When your spirit comes, Lord, we will know things by the spirit. We will understand. When your spirit comes, we'll be able to read the handwriting on the wall. When your spirit comes, our prophetic edge will be sharpened, oh God. When your spirit comes, our ability to lead as leaders, Father, yes, will be more authentic in the name of Jesus. We need your spirit more than ever before. We're going beyond just the speaking of tongues. We're going beyond just little things. We're going beyond the peripherals. We're going beyond just the ordinary. We're going beyond just the few, few manifestations. No, we want the fullness. We're going beyond the earnest. Thank you, Father, that this day you have given us the earnest of your spirit. Yes, as a guarantee of what you, what you want to do in this last day. And it's on this, oh God, Father, that we have confidence that we can come before you this morning. That we want, be, we want to go beyond. We want to go beyond the 34. We want to go beyond the 60-fold. We want the fullness. We want to be submerged in the river of your spirit. Yes, Father, we thank you this morning. We have come to your altar. We have come to your temple. And the water is flowing. Let the river of your spirit continue. Continue to flow out of this altar, Father. Let the let the let the let the light, let the nature of your desire, of your counsel. You said you will pour out, you're pouring. The rivers are flowing. Father, we thank you this morning for all the four four heads of river flowing. They're flowing out of you this morning, flowing back into, into Eden. We have become the Eden, yes, of the earth. You said before them, yes, it's like the Garden of Eden. Behind them is a desolate wilderness. Father, we thank you this morning, yes, Father, that all of you, oh God, is flowing back, is flowing back into us. All of you that was taken from us is flowing back this morning. Now we are receiving the fullness of the Father, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, we thank you this morning that the Holy Spirit has come to pave the way. He's come to pave 
the way of the release father we thank you this morning that we are receiving of you we are receiving of the release of your glory and grace and power and light and goodness Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We receive that flow. In the name of Jesus of the way, we receive the flow. Yes, we receive the flow of Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. We come into the full reality, the full, the fullness of the Father. The fullness of the Father. We want to become, we want to become what you've designed us for. We want to become all that you've ordained us for. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. This is the confidence we have. That when we pray in accordance to your will, you hear us. Thank you, Lord, this morning that we have our needs met. You say we should ask and we will receive. You say we should seek and we shall find. You say when we knock, the door will be open. Thank you this morning that there is a corresponding action. There's a corresponding action to our request. Father, we believe oh, this morning that your spirit, yes, is being poured afresh upon us because we are thirsty. We are hungry. Father, we are thirsty. We are hungry. We are thirsty. We are hungry. We want more of you. We want more of you in our life. That we can be indeed a light to our generation. That we can be a solution. Yes, to our time, to our generation. We want more of you. Except your spirit leads us. Except your spirit guides us. We're nothing, oh God. It is your spirit that quickens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome, friends, once again this morning. And uh, my dear sister, or I'm sure you're just getting ready to, 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 to go to bed. But we want to thank God this morning for his grace, for his love and his mercy upon our life. Really want to thank God. Yesterday, just as we began to, you know, round up our prayer in the morning, suddenly the, the, the Lord began to shift the direction of our prayer to, you know, to begin to pray for the release of the spirit. It wasn't something that I planned. I didn't plan this. I was just praying by, you know, by, you know, by the directions of the spirit. And towards just about, you know, 30 minutes towards the end of, the, of our prayer, suddenly I began to have a shift in my spirit that the Father is speaking to us that in this, in this new day, in this season, that as we press further into 2020, you know, I mean, and, and we're not just looking at, you know, 2020, but we're talking about, you know, a new unfolding seasons in the spirit. All right, that we need to begin to press in. We need to begin to ask for more of the Spirit of God. We need to seek for more of the Spirit. And suddenly it dawned on me that the Lord wants us to connect to the release of His Spirit. All right. And one thing I know about the things of the Father is that if you don't, if you don't, if you don't seek, if you don't quest for it, if you don't yearn for it, if there's no hunger in you, if there is no quest, if there's no passion, if there's no desire in you. All right, it never you don't you don't get it. You don't you don't get the things of the spirit. Amen. The things of the spirit are not cheap. We have received the Bible says we have received of the earnest of the spirit, and that maybe we many of us must have experienced when we give our life to Jesus. All right, there's that uproar that, that we that we receive when we give our life to Jesus. All right, and if you've been working with God, you will notice that the further you pray in the things of God, the more they release. Amen. A dimension of the spirit into your life and that's good and that has allowed us to be able to do certain things many of the things that you know today that i know today is because of certain measure amen of the spirit of god has been released but i want to sense in my heart what i sense in my heart yesterday while we began to pray is that the father really wants to pour himself he wants he says in the last day i will pour out my spirit and if there's any if there's if there's any time amen history that we need to define what the last day is i'm sure it will be the days that we live in all right i mean if paul could talk about the last day in his own day 
Amen. If Peter, if if John, if this great you know man who 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 walk with God could, could connect to that same word, Amen. And and they, and we saw a release of the Spirit. How much more in our day, in our time? We living in the last of the last of the last day. Friends, we're living in a time where we need to begin to step into the concept of what is called the last day. And in the last day, amen, the reality is that amen, heaven will begin to do certain things. The concept of the last day is that we're going to begin to see certain manifestation. And just before I came this morning, I was just checking you know, the, the, the book of Joel again and looking at that scripture. And you will begin to see that the context of, you know, that prophecy where God says in the last day I will pour out my spirit. Is that the children of Israel were actually in, in a state of apostasy. They were, living in, they were living in sin. They were living, I mean, they were living their life without God. They were living their life in a situation where, you know, they, they are totally, completely forgotten about the things of God. They are like, amen, you know, a reflection of the days that we live in, where people don't even want to stand, you know, for the, for the things of God again, where it is so natural and so normal, all right? In fact, you, you know, we live in a day where they say we, we live in a time called post-truth. In a day where when you stand for truth and you proclaim truth, people look at you as if you're saying nothing. Truth, truth no longer matters in the days that we live in. Truth no, lot, no longer matters. You know, righteousness no longer matters. Amen. Values, you know, morality no longer matters in the days we live in. So, so it, this is a day where you, you say you study for truth. People look at you and say, so what? And then, so, so what, what? What has that got to do with me? That, that, is how, that is how callous, that is how seared, you know, the conscience of men. This is a day where people walk into church and use the name of God to do all kinds of things. The fear of God is, is being flown out of the church. I mean, this is a day where we have no sense of, 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 of direction. We have no sense of purpose. We have no sense of destiny. We have no sense of eternity. Again, all right, Christianity has become a cliche. It's become, it's become fashionable. All right. When 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 you when you want to maintain the standard of the things of God, people look at you as strange. But when you drop the standard, all right, so that everybody can flow in and everybody can you know be there, then 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 you are accepted. It's a day where the church, all right, has become. In, you know, in competition with Hollywood. I mean, if, if you're not flaunting it, if, if it's not fashionable, if it's not something that, you know, uh, would dazzle people, nobody wants to come close to it. So we're in a day of spiritual dryness. We're in a day where the pulpits are dry. You know, the words that are flowing out of the pulpit are dry. The wells are all drying up. In fact, they've dried up. <laughs> you understand? You understand what I'm saying? So, so if you look at the nature of the days we live in, all right, to me, it, it, it speaks into the nature. Amen. And the season where God gave that prophetic word. If you go back to the book of Joel, which we're going to do, you know, very soon. But I, I'm just trying to highlight, all right, the, 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 the nature of the day that we live in, in, in the context of, you know, the prophetic word that was released. That it's in the context of that state of apostasy and wickedness and destruction and, you know, callous of heart and, 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 you know, seared conscience, all right, that that word comes that in that day, in that last day, I will pour out my spirit. You will notice that amen, it, is, it is in the day where, you know, the people, the people of God in, in the times of Noah were in, in total rejections of the ways of God. In fact, the scripture says, amen, the heart of man was, was wicked continual. There was wickedness in the heart of man continually. There, there's, it's like there's no place for, you know, for, for God. There's no room for God in the heart of, it's in the midst of that that God found a man called Noah. And that, that, that is a manifestation, amen, of the release of God, of the release of the Spirit. 
all right, that God could find a man in the midst of wickedness and perversion. And if you ask me, I think that is the same thing, amen. The Spirit of God is echoing in our day that God is looking down and He said, Can I find someone that that, that is crying out, that is that is in search of me, that 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 understand what, what is needed in this season and time? And I believe that's the reason why you and I this morning, amen, are connected. I believe that's the reason why something in your heart is saying, I need to connect to the stream, I need to connect to that frequency, I need to connect to what that man is saying, I need to connect to what that crazy prophet is talking about. I tell you, we're in a day of the move of God, we're in a day of amen, the awakening of the spirit. But if you look outside, if you look around you, all you're gonna see is chaos, wickedness, and destruction. All you're gonna see is perversion, all you're gonna see is disappointment, all you're gonna see is hatred, all you're gonna see is division, all you're gonna see is the increase of racism, all you're gonna see amen xenophobia all you're gonna see is the business nose diving amen nation collapsing yes those are the realities of the days that we live in we've got to understand amen the con the con the con the context amen of the days that we live in and we need to understand amen the, the concept of the prophetic release of god amen that that god moves in a particular way in when you look on the other side you're going to be seeing something else in other words you need to be in the spirit to be able to see what the spirit of god amen is saying or is demanding amen when you look around you with your natural eyes you're going to be seeing all kinds of crazy crazy things the bible says amen god is shaking everything that can be shaken but within that shaking that is taking place there is a release there's an outpouring amen we just finished a whole series that god began to speak to us about come up higher amen come to the place of ascension and from that place we began to touch into things you see that's why we need prophets who are you know who are tracking with the spirit of god all right bible says why we look not to the things that you know we see if you fix your eyes on that which is happening within the environment within the economy within you know the social the social cultural you know realities of the day if you allow the narrative amen of what is happening globally amen to capture your heart and your mind you will miss your day of visitation and this is what I want to really pass across to us as the Spirit of God began to stir my heart yesterday that, hey, it's time to sound the trumpet for the release. There is a release. There is a release. There is a release. There is something that is taking place right now called the release of the Spirit. And if you will quest, if you, you will yearn, if you will pursue, if you will hunger, if you will begin to say to the Lord, Father, I want more of your Spirit in my life. I've been dry. I, 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 I can't pray. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't connect with you, but I, I know if you will release your spirit upon my life i'll be able to do the things that i suppo i'm supposed to do i'll be able to do the things you have ordained me to do listen friends we cannot live our christianity by our own power by shared will no no <laughs> the day of I, i'm gonna i'm gonna fuss i'm gonna uh, they're gonna put you to sleep that is what we track in fact when you look at the, th the things the father has been speaking to us you, you can see co you know co you know co consistency and you can see coherence you can see consistency and you can see coherence i mean they put jacob to sleep they had to put Jacob to sleep to show him certain things. They had to bring him to the end of himself. They had to bring him to a place where he could no longer journey further. And it's from that place, boom, his eyes were open to the heavens. He saw a realm. He saw something beyond him. His, 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 his mental human faculty. And it's from that place that his narrative began to change. And that, I believe that's, that's something the Spirit of the Lord amen, is doing in your life and in my life. Amen, that we can no longer journey further amen, in, in, in our own strength, in our own wisdom in our own capacity the well is drying up all right jacob thought he could steal from his brother and become somebody jacob thought he could he could he could you know he could
could abuse the values and the principle of God and still become something. They said, no, Jacob, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're going to we're going to put you in a, in, on a journey. We're not going to bring you to the end of yourself. You are going to be what God ordained for you. You're going to be an Israel. You're going to be a prince with God. But before that happened, you're going to go through 22 years amen, of reform, 22 years earlier of transformation, 22 years amen, of transition. You will, you will grow. You will mature. You will get to understand how to handle, how to appreciate the things of God. Come on. We're carrying destiny, but we have allowed invaders into our lives. We're carrying destiny, but we have allowed amen, strangers into our life. We're carrying destiny, but we have allowed amen, false values amen, and false principles, false you know, identity amen, to patch on us. And right now, they're plunging us into a season where all those things will be removed because the Spirit of God will be poor, but the Lord is not going to anoint the flesh. Come on. The Spirit of God is not going to come on the flesh. No, God does not anoint our flesh. He anoints a willing heart. He anoints a prepared heart. He anoints, amen, a heart that has been threshed, that has been set on a journey. Yes, you've come to the end of yourself. Then the day of God begins in our life. So we've got to understand the context of what the Spirit of God is doing in our day. Amen. This, this day, as we, as we picked yesterday, God is pouring out himself. He's pouring out himself. And we've got to we've got to be we've got to be we've got to be serious, amen, about what the Spirit of God is saying to us. The Father is pouring out himself. He's pouring out himself. I'm gonna read Joel chapter chapter two. All right. We're gonna we're not gonna listen, friends. We're not gonna settle for just the earnest of the spirit. Excuse me, just notice something. All right, the sound should be better now. <laughs> Sometimes I get too carried away and I forget to, you know, put all the wires. All right, the sound should be far better now if you're list if you're watching me from Facebook. All right, so we don't want to settle for just the earnest. Like I said, we have received an earnest, and the earnest basically is is like is like is like that which has been given. All right, to keep us for something greater. Amen. That will be that will be paid in order for for you know the full promise for the full release of god in our life to become manifest that's the word honest the bible talk about the honest of the spirit we have received the honest of the spirit we've received that dimension of of heaven amen in a measure that that is just to seal us to earn us amen but we have not come into the full outpouring of the spirit of god the holy spirit we have received in measure all right the Bible gave us a picture of that amen, as, as the water that began to flow from, you know, from, the, from the altar, from the temple in the days of Ezekiel. You know, that is one temple that was never built, but it, showed, it, gives, it gives us a picture. It gives us a picture of God's divine intention for the nation of Israel, but also for our life. You know, the picture of Ezekiel temple. If the children of Israel had built that pattern of temple, I tell you, a lot of things would have just happened in their life like this that would not, you know, uh, that, in fact, that would prevent them from going into captivity. And that's why it's important that this day we listen to the voice of authentic prophets because they carry, amen, the directives of the Spirit. They carry the measuring order of God. They carry the blueprint of, of what God wants to do in a season, in a generation. It's important, amen, that we begin to shift our eyes away from the false voices, from the false, amen, builders, that we begin to focus, amen, refocus our heart and our attention, amen, on the true prophets of God. And when you find them, they are unassuming, friends. So we begin to see from that temple of Ezekiel, the Bible says the water began to flow 
from the altar. You see, whenever God wants to move, amen, it begins from the release of, of, his, of, his, of, his, of his spirit, which is a type of, amen, the water. The Bible says the water of God in the beginning, remember, the Bible says, and the earth was without void, amen, empty. Water was upon the face of the deep, all right? Water was upon the face of the deep. Then the Spirit of God spoke. Then the Lord spoke. Hallelujah. Yes, you, you will always find that every time God wants to move, that the Spirit is released first. There was water upon the face of the deep. It's from that order, amen, that God spoke forth. It's from that order. Whenever God wants to speak, lest we, we hear the word of God, but the Spirit of God is not there, amen, to bring that to which has been spoken, amen. You see, because the word of God is like a seed, but it must be, it must fall, amen, on certain, on certain order, on certain ground. We need the water. We need the water. The Bible says the water began to flow. Began to flow from the altar. Began to flow from the altar. From the very you know, feet, amen, to, you know, to the knees, you know, to, to the ankle, then to the knees, and then to the waist, and from the waist, you know, to the shoulder, uh, into the, to the shoulder blade. And before you know it, Ezekiel said, I was, I was submerged. That water submerged him. And that is a picture, that's a prophetic picture of what the Lord is doing in our day. And I tell you, friends, whatever measure, amen, of, 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 of that water in our life will define how far we know, how far we understand of the things of the Spirit. And therefore, we all cannot share, hallelujah, the same spiritual perspective because, amen, the water of God's dealings and, 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 and outpouring of Spirit, if you will, amen, and different levels of our life. Somebody who's, who, who's experiencing, um, I mean, a knee, you know, experience of the Spirit, amen, can, can, cannot, you, you can't compare that person with the, with the one amen experiencing maybe a you know a waste dimension of the of the of the release of the spirit and you can't compare amen to a person which the water has got into the neck about to submerge him perspective changes hallelujah understanding amen of of, of the ways of god changes and this impacts every area of our life including how we pray because how we pray is how we see the things of god that's the point we've been making for this you know for, for a while now how we pray amen defines how we see it, it speaks into how we understand the ways of god i'm not talking about prayer from just materialistic you know lord bless me this no no that we've, we've left that Amen. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the context. Amen. When you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you are in the center. You are in alignment. You are in alignment with the will of God. Remember that God's will amen, is paramount to every order of our existence. Now to be in the will of God, you've got to find amen, yourself in the center heart amen, of his kingdom. When the kingdom of God becomes what you're seeking for, what you're desiring, what you're pursuing, guess what? You find yourself in the core, in the center will of God. It's from there that God meets your need because God blesses his interest in our life amen god blesses his interest when you have not discovered the interest of god when you have not located the plans of god the purposes of god what would you be praying for what would you be asking you'll be praying amiss you'll be praying out of order you'll be praying out of season you'll be praying out of time hallelujah and this is the reason why a lot of people today you see them they look blessed but they're not happy they're not fulfilled why because they have gone ahead amen they have received things but they have not connected amen with the eternity of god with the life of god they have not connected with the purpose of God. So you, you look at them in the natural, it seems everything is going on well for them, but spiritually they're drying up. 
So it's important that our prayer, amen, comes into divine focus, come into divine alignment. What is it? It is to seek the will of God. When you seek the will of God, you will begin to understand his ways. You begin to understand his plans for your life. You begin to understand, amen, his intention for your home, for your family, for your children, for your business, for your career, for your ministry. Amen. It's in the will of God that we find what I call perfect spiritual balance. You cannot advance in the things of God without locating yourself in the center heart, in the center will of God. The will of God is the para, is, is the most important aspect, amen, in our spiritual engagement, in our spiritual journey. Everything about our life is designed, amen, and defined to be captured in the will of God. Yes, the ability to bind and loose, amen, is designed and defined in the will of God. The ability to walk in prosperity or to live like a pauper, come on, is designed and defined in the will of God. We've got to understand the will of God, amen, is the center focus of our life. The will of God is, is the center reality, amen, of the order, amen, of Christ. Christ expressed the will of God. We cannot live our life, amen, outside that will. Whatever prayer, whatever desire, whatever thing we're longing for, outside the will of God I tell you is temporal is temporal whatever you get whatever you gain outside the will of God is temporal you may you may you may you may seem to be you know happy today but I tell you tomorrow you're gonna be like oh Lord I'm sorry you don't want to go through all that you don't want to waste time that's what the will of God does it helps us amen to save time it helps us amen to save time we don't waste time when we pray the will of God somebody somebody says well when I start praying the will of God I don't know when this thing is gonna happen well, that's your own mindset thinking. Because when you pray in accordance to the will of God, guess what? You're found in the perfect balance. You're found in the perfect balance. All right? For every aspect of your life, amen, God has a predestined program. Ha, Kabatayanda. Did you hear me? For every aspect of your life, God has a predestined program. For every area, listen to this, where you're going to be staying in the next three years, amen, is in the prophetic program of God. When you pray, amen, a day, a time will come. They begin to tell you, it's time to leave this place. It's time to leave Giria. It's time to leave, you know, Aram. It's time to leave. It's time to leave Cape Town. It's time to leave here. It's time to move to the next. That's what God does. Because everything about our life, amen, are prophetically ordained. They, they carry divine purpose. Everything about our life, we are God's, amen, prophetic program in manifestation. Your life, amen, is an unfolding reality of God's divine intention. That's why I keep saying friends, friends you've got to understand this god blesses amen is subjective in our life god doesn't just bless you he blesses his objective you're carrying something amen you represent something in the order of god in the in the scope amen of divine prophetic eternal program you represent an order you're a word that has been spoken forth you're a word that heaven is waiting and watching to come into manifestation so when they bring you into a day into a season amen and they know that you need a million dollar guess what the supply it they're not supplying it just for you to be wealthy they're supplying it so that that which you need a million dollar amen to achieve for that season in time is achieved amen and when you get to a season where all you need is just one run that's all you're going to get and you have to rejoice in that one run in that one cent amen you've got to rejoice in it just as you rejoice as they give you a million us dollars that is the will of god that's the counsel of god that in all things you are not moved you're not shaking when they bring you into a day where amen all you need to do is to stay in you know in one you know bedroom apartment you rejoice in that and as you grow and increase in the will of god a day come they bring you into three bedroom they bring you into a duplex amen you still rejoice as a man who who find joy hallelujah you know in a, in a bedroom apartment
apartment. He says, in that day, you will leave. Amen. Those that are married, he said, you will leave as if you're not married. Amen. He said, because you've got to understand that everything is captured within the perfect will of God. That what we are and what we become or achieve on earth does not determine and define our eternal state. That who we are and what we have achieved or, or we are becoming in the human realm does not define our true identity. No. If you want to know who you are and you want to, you want to express your identity, amen, to people, you've got to call it forth from the eternal order of God. You've got to call it forth from a dimension that is beyond, amen, that which is temporal. You don't define your life by the temporal. You don't define your life by material things. You don't define your life by past achievement. Neither do you define your life by where you are. Your definition, amen, is connected to the program, to the prophetic program of God for your life. Because your life is a movement. Your life is a movement. And in this, you see, we, we, we begin to understand, hallelujah, that we need the outpouring of the Spirit of God for every season, for every dimension they bring us into. Yes, because you need the Spirit of God to guide you, to lead you, to teach you. You need the Spirit of God. He said in that day when they bring you before, you know, the, the, the you know, their elders and their, and their, and their, and their leaders. He said, don't worry about what to say. He said, I will put my word in your mouth and you will speak my counsel. Hallelujah. You see, so everything about our life is desired, is desired, amen, to reflect, amen, is designed to carry out, is designed, amen, to, to you know, to, 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 to bring forth, hallelujah, God's desire. And that's why we have to be full of the spirit. The Bible says we need to be full of the spirit. Being full of the spirit means to know how to live life. Being full of the spirit means to know how to live life. It's not how to be religious. It's not how to be spooky. No. To be full of the spirit means to be equipped, to be resourced. To be full of the spirit means to be resourced. To be full of the spirit means to be equipped. To be full of the spirit means, hallelujah, to be, to be branded, hallelujah. To be full of the spirit means to come to the full understanding of your identity. To be full of the spirit means to have amen, a, a, a fullness of God's design, God's design, God, God, God's design counsel for humanity, for creation. That in everything, you're doing that which the Father will have you do. You're not living out of time. You're not living out of season. You're not speaking by your own mind. You're not doing things by your own ability or idea. You're not responding to pressure. You are not being captured, amen, by the, you know, by the, by the impressions of men. You're not living your life to impress people. You are living your life based on, hallelujah, the command and the demand of God. That is what it means to believe, to, be, to live your life by the Spirit. So when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. You see that? When he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. I've not forget, forgotten Joel. We're coming back to Joel. He who, the Bible says, he who, he, he, when he, the spirit of truth comes, when he comes, you see, the spirit is called the spirit of truth. So, so, so the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, amen, he begins to unveil truth to us. He begins to unveil. To unveil truth means, amen, he tells us that is a lie. That is false. That is deception. That is seduction. You don't want to go that way. This is the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, only the spirit of truth knows amen, that which is error. Only the spirit of truth can show us, can point to us that which is fake. Only the spirit of truth, hallelujah, can reveal amen, that which is not authentic. Only the spirit of truth. Truth is a spirit and truth walks amen, by a spirit. 
Truth is a spirit and truth works by a spirit. You see, that's why people can say, you know, they can preach the word. They can give you nice theology. I mean, for the past few days, I've been listening to certain people. It's like these days, the Lord just brings certain messages across my way. For many, for almost two, three years, I've, I've not listened to anybody in terms of listening to somebody's message. For about two, three years, I've not done that. And you see, that's why we've got to understand the way the Spirit of God deals with us. Suddenly, you know, uh, of late, the Lord just began to open my eyes. And I've got these materials in my, in my computer. Suddenly, the Lord is leading me to listen to this person and to read that book. And I'm just finding myself reading. Yesterday, I found myself reading two, two books at the same time. I'm reading two books. And, and I'm like, Lord, okay, it's a season. You've got to understand how the Lord deals with us. There will be a season the Lord will tell you, don't even touch that material. Don't know. And you've got, you've got to live your... You see, when you live your life by the directions of the Spirit... There are no guilt in your life. There are no guilt in your life. Amen. There are no mistakes in your life. There are no regrets in your life. Why? Because to as many that are led by the Spirit of God are these sons of God. Sons of God, it's not just about doctrine. It's not just about you sub submitting yourself to some man. In fact, that is not that, 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 that has nothing to do with sons of God. Sons of God are those that are led by the Spirit of the Spirit amen, of the Son of God Himself. All right? So, so we're capturing something here. I'm just basically trying to lay, you know, a foundation of what I've received in my spirit, you know, from yesterday, all right? That we, we, we will move further. We will go further, amen, in this day that I've been, you know, unveiled to us in, in the light of the spirit, in the revelation of the spirit, in the quest of the spirit, that we will, you know, begin to steer our heart again to be to you know to begin to quest for god i think that's where it begins from it, there has to be the quest there has to be because when 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 you believe that you are full all right when you be, believe that this cup is full you don't need any uh, uh you know you, you don't need anything again all right you you you're full you're full you understand but when you begin to see the cup as empty all right you, you see you want that cup to be full yes that's the point when you see yourself as okay i'm, I'm fine I'm, I'm okay you understand i've got i mean god is answering my prayer it, it just says that you're, you're you're not seeing things amen from from a higher dimension that, that god is not just about blessing your life he blesses you to be a blessing all right so if god blesses you in whatever area amen is for you to be a blessing and guess what if you're being a blessing you're pouring out amen you're going to need more <laughs> you understand the bible says that as long as king Ezekiah served the lord the lord blessed him what we're seeking for is not just to be able to, you know, go out there and share testimony, see what the Lord has done for me. No, we want to be a blessing. We want our life, amen, to reflect the goodness of God in the life of amen, our generation. In the life of the people around us, in the life of our family, our homes. All right? That when you begin to pour out into people, you see, God begins to pour more into you. All right? So we, there has to be a quest. There has to be a desire. There has to be a longing, a passion. You've got to see yourself as someone, amen, who has not, who has not come amen, into, into the day of the, of the fullness. You have to see what is going on in the church, hallelujah, as something that requires the release of the Spirit. I tell you, when the Spirit of God is released upon us, we don't just need people running around screaming and barking like dogs. No, we need people who will be able to walk in the power of sight in the power of truth in the power of grace all right when i'm talking about the art point of the spirit we've got to take our mind off this some of this you know extreme charismatic thing people have done in the past no that the the, the, the release of the spirit is not just about you falling down running on the floor you understand 
demons will be cast out of people. But beyond that, we want to transform this generation. We want to prepare a generation, hallelujah, for, for the coming of Christ. We want to prepare a people to step into God's eternal purpose for their life. We want to prepare, hallelujah, transform regions of the earth. We want to, we want to bring, hallelujah, the kingdom of God into manifestation, into bear in every aspect of human existence. We want to prepare a church that seek the face of God and not just his hand. We want to have, amen, a people who carry the authority of eternal life on earth. We want to walk in the fullness, amen, of a priesthood that is not born by man and is not influenced by man. We want to come into a season earlier where all that has been written in the word becomes a reality. The word must become flesh and the word must dwell among men. For that to happen, a spirit, a spirit of God, the Holy Spirit must inhabit a people. So we've got to take our preparation and expectation of, of even the outpouring of the Spirit beyond, you know, how we define the manifestation of the Spirit. You have to go back into the Word of God and really see what happens when the Spirit of God comes. That's what we should be expecting. Let's not benchmark the outpour. Let's not benchmark the spirit. Let's, let's, let's we, we, we reduce what God wants to do. There is something God wants to do. Amen. There are things the spirit of God is doing in our day that we don't even understand. We don't understand yet. Why? Because we're still limited. Our, our spectacle, our prophetic spectacle is, is, still being, is still being controlled by certain wrong values, by certain religious values, by certain false identity. We want to break out of every religious shell. We want to break out of every human limitation, every counsel, amen, that have been hedged in our mind that does not reflect or depict the full image of Christ. We want to break out of that. We want all of God. We want to be plunged into a day earlier where Jacob was plunged into where he saw the reality of the next order. Hallelujah. The Bible says the heavens were open while he slept. Angels were ascending and descending upon the son of man. That's what we want to come into that when the spirit of God amen, is released into our life we will live in the day of visions and revelation. We will live in the day where the mysteries of God, hallelujah, will be open to us. When we, when we begin to walk in the outpouring of the spirit, my God we will walk in the days of Philip, amen. We will, we will be we will be transported, amen, in a supernatural way. When we walk, amen, we, we, in the fullness of the Spirit, come on, we will walk on waters. Things will begin to happen without us even looking at it twice and say, so, oh. So when the Spirit of God is poured upon us, we won't raise a dead person and build a ministry around it. God will use us and we'll walk to the next place. You see when the Spirit of God comes, it falls upon people that are broken, that are humble. It comes upon the citizen, the people, hallelujah, whose life has been, has been captured, has been, I'm, I'm strong by heaven, whose will, hallelujah, have been submerged in the water of the living God. We don't walk in the power of God and then we build a ministry around it and we package it and then we got to start showing it on, 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 you know, on, on God's channel. All right? Or what's what, what, what's that other channel now? That, that, that becomes a ministry. That's not what we're talking about. Have you noticed that the, the ministry of Jesus was not centered around the miracles he performed? You see, the world is looking for, you know, spectacular things. 
And that's why, you know, you find all these ministers today, they will, when, they, when they don't have the power, they have to go to some witch of endom. They have to go to some God knows where to go get some power because they must perform. It's a performance ministry. Performance ministry will not inhabit the things of God. You will grieve the Holy Spirit. They will ask you that which you have done here. Leave it and go the way of Gaza. Go stand in that desert. Yes. But why? Because the Spirit of God is the one leading you. When the Spirit of God, amen, fully takes over our life, we will be doing things, shifting things without people knowing. By the time they finally get to know, that is the person who did that thing. You're gone. You've been flown to the next place, to the next region. So that nobody takes the glory. Yes. In this thing that God wants to do in our day. No man will be able to take the glory. No church. No pastor. No apostle. No prophet. No teacher will be able to say I did it. No. No. The Bible says because, because, because error did not give the glory to God. The Bible says while they were praising him. They say it's the voice of God not the voice of a man. The Bible says the worm came up and ate him up. We don't want to experience that friends. So you've got to hang your pride. Hang everything that defines amen, your own agenda. Hey, it's a day of the spirit. The spirit of God is coming. So let everything that is of the flesh be crucified. Let, every, let everything. Listen to this. If you don't have an expectation. Let me give you one this morning. The spirit of God is coming. The Holy Spirit is about to be poured out to this generation like never before. The mighty move of God, and, and I tell you, some regions of the earth are already experiencing it, you know. And if you, if you look at the, most of the regions that God, that God is really revealing himself, pouring his spirit, are regions where we will not even look at twice, like Iran. I mean, God, people are bowing down while they are getting up, you know, say, Allah, Akbar. here is Jesus standing before them. People are trooping, amen, to be baptized in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Iran, in places, I mean, in Afghanistan, in places you would never believe that God can move. That's why, amen, the, the, the concept of Christianity that has been painted to us in the West, particularly in America, needs to be, needs to be, needs to be revisited. We need to, reach, we need to, we need to recalibrate the eyes, the, the sight of some of our prophets and apostles and great leaders, amen, in America. Because, because, you see, the days we're living, we have to change the narrative of the gospel. Amen. The gospel of Jesus is not designed and defined, amen, by one narrative, by one, you know, you know, value system that comes from some particular yeah. The Lord is moving. The Lord is in his temple. The Lord is the Lord of the earth. He's moving in the way he wants to move. I thank God for the great things God did in America and, and Europe and all these places. But guess what? If you talk about the move of God today, ah. If you want to really find the authentic move of God, you may not see it amen, on TBN. You may not see it on God's channel. You may not see it amen, in the midst of these big churches and big, you know, you know, you enter certain places in America and you just like, Lord Jesus. Yes, men are built and that's why today they can no longer go further because they have built a stationary order. God can no longer shift them. You see, that's why when we're building, we need to be very careful of what we build. Don't build the thing that will make you hallelujah, a monument. You've got to build that which you can scaffold. Many, many of the things that have been built in the American church, in, Euro in Europe, um, has become monument, has become stationary. And that's why many of these great moves have become pillars that have turned to salt. 
result and God is cursing those things because he wants to do a new thing and he said for me to do a new thing you've got to break down the old you've got to pull it down this thing my hand was never there you built it because you used my gift you used my anointing you used my resource to build a name for yourself but I'm bringing it down as Babylon comes down that thing is coming down so that Christ can build for himself a, a city called Zion in the nations of the earth God is moving among people that we will not even look at twice you look at them you say this Muslim nation who, who calls a nation Muslim nation Christian nation there's, there's nothing like that because God will move in the way he wants to move uh, those are told world. Who told you there's a told world? Who told you there's a first world? Who gave you that definition? That's why you see in the days that we're living, we have to change. Who told you there's a place called the Caribbeans? Those people there, ah, they're lost. Shayanda. You've got to hear, listen to this, the fact that people have used the gospel of prosperity, all right, to capture the mind of people and to, to define certain place as Poor stricken areas does not, does not mean that God is limited by human definition. You see, I'm not defined, amen, by human identity, by religious identity. When you allow, listen to this, for God to do anything in your life, you first of all need to break the shell. You've got to, you've got to first of all break the identity, break, amen, the stereotype. Even in Christianity, we have stereotypes. You see, in Christianity, we have stereotypes, all right? If certain revelation is not coming from certain regions of the earth, people don't want to hear it. They don't want to listen to it. But listen to it. I've got a word for you. In this brown new day, God is moving in the unlikely place of the earth god is moving among those who are committing you know, bombing others who are you know who are who are who are wearing you know uh, why you call it a, a suicide vest god is moving in their midst the spirit of god is shaking things don't let the news you hear on you know on cnn amen and bbc deceive you in the midst of all those bombing god is speaking god is revealing they will not show you that you see they will not show you they will not show you how god is appearing to people how christ is appearing to people in the mosque they won't show you that but all you're gonna they're gonna ah you see those places they are terrible they're they're all crazy these people they're just killing themselves guess what they're killing themselves in america they in fact the last time i did a you know a, a story that you know you cannot, you cannot walk on the street of London without getting stabbed. It happened two days ago, Friday. The street of London is as worse as the street of Iraq and Iran. But you see, when we live our life based on the definition of what media shows us, it impacts our prophetic perspective. That's why I say you've got to live above your day. You see, when you look at what is happening in South Africa, particularly in the Western Cape, my God, they say this country, they say this place, amen, is one of the worst when you talk about crime-stricken, you know, uh, 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 region. Western Cape, I mean, is one of the worst on earth. And I believe that, but guess what? Does that change the prophetic narrative of God, amen, for Western Cape, for South Africa? It doesn't. What am I saying? God is, God is rebranding our prophetic scope. You've got to see things beyond what media paints. You've got to see things beyond what you see in the natural eye. You've got to see things be beyond what you read on Facebook. You've got to see things beyond what you read on social media. You've got to connect. A few days ago, the Lord said to me, you guys ought to be the CNN and the BBC of your generation when it comes to prophetic engagement. When people want to know what is happening in the earth, can they turn to your channel? Can they turn to you? Can they connect to you and hear the, hear the Lord? 
Because I tell you, when the Spirit of God comes upon us, when the Spirit of God begins to flow in our life, we will not only speak in the prophetic, but we will, we will express the, 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 the most mature, the well-graded, mature prophetic expression of heaven. We will hear the voice of God and we will bring a balance to nations. This is what the nations are crying for. The nations are crying for mature prophetic men and women. The nations are crying for those who can bring perspective, who can bring clarity, who can bring insight, who can bring foresight, who can show them, who can lead them. Because listen to this, when the spirit of truth comes, one of the characteristics, one of the core nature of the spirit is the ministry of leadership. It will lead you into all truth. It will lead you into all truth. Leadership by the Spirit, amen, is the most important thing that we need in, in this new day. We need men and women who are filled of the Spirit, who are full of the Spirit, hallelujah. Because when you're full of the Spirit, guess what? You'll be led by the Spirit. You can't be full of the Spirit and you're barking like a dog. You can't be full of the Spirit and you're thinking like somebody who has no brain, who, 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 who has no sense of understanding. You can't be full of the Spirit, hallelujah, and you're not skillful. You can't be full of the Spirit and you're not creative. Come on. I say you cannot be full of the Spirit of God and not know how to lead the people to the place of rest. It leads us into the greener pasture. Come on, friends. You can't be full of the Spirit, hallelujah, and every, every person around you are being buffeted, hit here and there. You can't be full of the Spirit and you are led by by lies and deceit and the false order amen of the day when you are when you're full of the spirit you will stand to be a defender of the people you will stand for truth you will stand for god even if you have to stand alone you see that's why i can stand not bowing to nobody not bowing to no devil not bound to no religion not bound to nothing hallelujah but to stand for god because i'm, I'm being led i'm being i'm being carried by the spirit is that the spirit will lead you the spirit the same spirit that led him into the wilderness is the same spirit hallelujah that led him to cast out devil is the same spirit hallelujah that led him amen to challenge the powers of darkness is the same spirit that led him to say to Pilate, did man tell you this this thing this question you're asking me are you asking me because you want the truth or did somebody force you to ask me this question when you're led by the spirit your life is carried driven propelled by the spirit now what is the spirit the spirit is the expression is the manifestation of the nature of god of the character of god the spirit hallelujah is is the revealer of the intentions of god the spirit because you see let's let's simplify it let's bring it down to you know to the point everybody can understand so what is this about you know being led being full of the spirit you see we know we know christ in measure and the revealer of christ is the spirit of christ is the holy spirit that's why amen he says the spirit when he comes he will reveal all truth there are truth the spirit of god is still revealing he's still showing us amen about the ways of god about the dealings of god <clears throat> and so we cannot claim amen that we have it all and guess what? There are certain people that have a greater measure than, 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 than you. You, are, you have to connect with them. Some of us that are connecting with me this morning, guess what? You are sharing of that which the Father has released into my own life. You become partakers of the same thing. As I connect with others that have gone ahead of me, I become partakers of their world. I become partakers, hallelujah, of their, of their spiritual heritage. This is how God builds and perfects his church. No one is an island. We are all being poured out. We are all being poured into each other i've got to understand spiritual rankings in all this so that we don't make a mess you know one of the things that happens is when god begins to move 
All right? People begin to do crazy things because they think that there is no order in the move of God. They think that there's no government in the things of God. They think that, well, because God is moving, so anybody can just do it. No, no. You cannot do whatever you want to do. You've got to follow protocol. You've got to follow order. The Bible says, amen, one should prophesy, two should judge. There's order in the things of God. There's structure in the things of God. There's leadership in the things of God. There are hierarchies in the things of God. Hallelujah. You've got to understand. So let's go back to Joel. I didn't forget Joel. Let's go back to Joel and read. Joel chapter 2 verse 1. Thank you, Father. Oh, I'm excited. You know, this is a foretaste of what God is going to do in 2020. I just sense that in my spirit. 2020 is going to be a, a season, a time of the release of the spirit. It's going to be a time of the move of God. It's going to be a time where, yes, there's going to be great shaking. You think you've seen shaking in 2019? There's going to be greater shaking. But in the midst of this shaking, those who are tracking with God will have peace. Those who are tracking with God will have rest. But beyond that, they will have a burden to, pro to proceed further in the ways of God. They will, they will be shown things. They will be given things that will take them further. They will, be, they, will be, they will be brought before spiritual mysteries that will give them clarity into things that they need to understand as they represent the intentions of God in their constituencies. You've got to understand that 2020 is going to be a time. It's going to be a season. It's going to be a, it's, it's a passage. A passage that will unveil to us the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, it's like Lord saying to Moses, what do you have in your hand? He says, a rod. He says, stretch it, yes, to the water. And here comes a red sea, part into two. I'm seeing that in my spirit this morning, even as I'm declaring this word to you. I'm seeing a, a kind of spiritual leadership that God is giving, amen, rods that have, that have, that have begun to board. You see, the Bible talk about the rod of Aaron that bore. That rod was taken earlier from the holies of holy, from the temple of God. Amen. To show forth the authentic from the fake because they were challenging the authority of Moses. And God said, okay, you bring your rod. And let Moses bring his rod. You put it in my temple. This is the day where the Lord is saying, I'm going to separate the truth from the error. False leadership from true leadership. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And this is the reason why I'm picking now. This is the reason why next year we have to start our school again. Zadok Prophetic Leadership School. We're going to start that school again. I believe it's going to help, amen, to, you know, to, to, to launch people into that which the Lord, amen, wants to do, amen, in their life. Going to bring that rod. And by the next day, we see the rod, amen, of Moses boarding. This is a dry rod. But that dryness is a reflection. Amen. Of the dealings of God. And sometimes when, when our rods seem dry, people can challenge us. The wolves want to challenge, amen, our sheep. They want to come and attack us and say, you have no authority. You have no authenticity. You have not a voice. Your prophetic leadership is dry and is gone. And we will challenge you. But God says, the dryness is of, of me. Because it's the season. It's a, it's a, sometimes the Lord will allow prophet to experience what is taking place in the society. So that they know how to pray and they know how to engage. Yes, it's called the minister of intercession. Intercessors who are true intercessors will be plunged into the same thing that the people are facing. So that they know how to pray for them. They know how to, you see, 
When you, when you as a prophet begin to feel dryness, it's not because you're dry, it's because there, are, there is dryness all around you. Huh? So you are forced to go further into the things of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, as he prayed, he went further again. Why did he go? Why did why did he have to go further again in Gethsemane? Because he could feel the pain, he could feel the burden, he could feel the need. Multitude, multitude in the valley of decision, he could see the trunk of people who don't have a sense of purpose and destiny that the devil is about to destroy. And he had to go further again and pray. The Bible says he prayed until his sweat was likened to that of blood. And he came out. He looked at the people he called, come tarry with me. They were, they were captured by slumber. They were captured by slumber. He said, couldn't you tarry with me? Couldn't you tarry with me for an hour? Can't you just tarry with me? They said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You see, but you cannot live your life in that order. You've got to constantly live in the spirit for you to tame the flesh. You say those who are led by the spirit. See, walking in the spirit is a continual process. It's not there. There are no off seasons when it comes to the things of God. When it comes to living life by the spirit, there are no off seasons. Yes, thank God for the kind of technology we have in our day, where you know they, they begin to talk about cars that can drive themselves. But if we understand the real, the real order, even cars that can drive themselves, listen to this, you need to program them. You need to program them. The point that I'm making is, is you cannot get to a point in while you're driving and you decide to, you know, to answer up the steering. You see, you, you're going to make an accident. And that's how it is in the things of the spirit. You, you cannot get to a point in your, you say, I, 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 I've been driving too long. If you're driving too long, you're allowed to rest. <laughs> you're allowed to pack, you're allowed to stop and take a rest. But you cannot make a mistake. You see, many accidents on the road are caused by people who, who you know, who, who are driving and somehow they fell, fell asleep, they dozed, you know, on that split second, they make an accident because, you know, you, sometimes when you're tired, you don't know. You still think you're holding the steering, your eyes are wide open. Meanwhile, you, you go like... <laughs> Yes. So when it's time to rest, you need to rest. Don't push. Don't push. The point that I'm making is you, you cannot get to a point in your walk with God and live your life in a neutral zone. There's nothing like that. There's no neutral gear in the spirit. There is no neutral ground in the spirit. And there is no point where you where you are allowed to leave the steering. Say, car, drive yourself. It may be like that in the natural, but in the spirit, no, it doesn't work like that. Every faculty must be involved. Every aspect of your being must be involved. It's war. The day we are going to remove this armor, listen to this, is the day we see the Lord. Then it's over. But it cannot be over until he says it's over, friends. But we are allowed to stop and rest. There's a place to rest in the things of God. Rest is not entertainment. That's a different thing. But there's a place where you can rest in the things of God. When you're resting, don't allow the enemy to push you from rest to getting entertained by carnal things because in your rest, the devil can even sneak on you. That, that was what happened to David. You know that? Come on, let's not overflog that. David thought he was resting. 
but it was it was a strategy of the enemy to use the spirit of lust and perversion to destroy not just his life but his lineage you've got to be very careful particularly in this season of december a lot of people are going to say oh let's 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 just have a time of rest you know let's just relax <clears throat> and I, I i agree with that come on it's a time we, we need to rest we need to relax particularly if you've been working from january you need to you need you need you need time to rest you need to relax yourself but be careful be careful lest you are relaxing <laughs> there's a there's a devil while you're resting you better make sure that there's that there's that sword you know somewhere you know because the devil can come you can you remove the thing immediately that's why I like epic movies. You see, you see that, that movie of uh, the three, the three hundred. Uh, that's those, those are the kind of movie I like to watch. You know, three, the three hundred. You see, you, you you can rest. You've got to understand, life is full of battles. And until until you are awakening to this reality, you think this guy, oh, this guy is making noise. This guy is just making noise. Somebody will call him a killjoy. This guy just like to kill people's joy. <laughs> then you are not you are not tuned to you are not you are not supposed to be connecting to my frequency. You are on the wrong channel. This is a channel for warriors. This is a channel for the watchers. The watchers that Daniel spoke about. We are the watchers. That's why this ministry is called Potter's Gate. Everything that we represent is captured in the name that we bear. You guys, friends, let's understand what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. Let's come into alignment. Let's come into divine agreement. This We don't beg people here. We don't force people here. No, people who come here are people who are serious. They are serious about the things of God. These are people that heaven, hallelujah, depend on to shift things in the earth. These are not casualties. These are the people who shift atmosphere. All right? So let's continue to track the heart of the Father. Let's look at John chapter 2. It said, blow the trumpet. Now, I'm reading the scripture just to give you a context of, you know, what the Lord is saying to us. All right? So I'm reading the scripture to give us a context. He said, blow the trumpet. Where? In Zion. Not that. So something tells us that Zion, amen, at what? At falling asleep. He said, blow the trumpet in Zion. All right? We're going to track that. Remember, there's a teaching we did. Was it two years ago? Amen? Yes. On the... Uh, uh, the ministry of the trumpet. My God, what a what a what a teaching, what a what a release. When God said to Moses, make two trumpets. The making of the trumpets. That's a material you want to want to go look for. Alright. He said, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. You sound it from my holy mountain. He said, Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. Remember what I said earlier on? I said the time, the season to which this prophetic word was declared was a time where everybody, amen, has gone into slumber. It was a state. It was a time of apostasy. It was a time of wickedness. It was a time of sin. It was a time where pastors get drunk, amen, before they come to church. Come on. It's a time where, you know, men of God are sleeping with their, with their secretary and nobody cares. Nobody bothers. It's a time where, you know, leaders are embezzling. Both political and, 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 and spiritually, they are embezzling the money of the people, taking advantage, you know, of the people, you know, abusing their 
position and authority, all kinds of crazy things. It's a time where, you know, neighbor was stabbing neighbor, fighting neighbor, killing each other. It's as a crazy time in the land of Israel. The time where this prophetic word came where God, I will pour out my spirit. You see, we've got to understand the context because when we understand context, you see, context gives us a sense of awakening, a sense of readiness. It's a time where, you know, brothers no longer care about the, about the need of their brothers. They don't care. Even if that brother is, is suffering and is about to die of hunger, you just take your eyes away. It's a time where Paul said they bring their food to the church just to mock those who don't have. Yes. He said, don't you have, don't you have a place in your house to eat, to eat? Why do you bring food to the church just to come mock those who don't have? This thing we're talking about as Holy Communion is not for you to come and flaunt your, your dish, your food here. No. If you want to eat, eat in your house. What we do here is an order to, to honor, to respect, and to dignify everybody as we worship God in holy devotion to the Lord. It's called Communion. It's not a place where we come and, you know, back in those days, you know, you know, the Roman Catholic thought, you know, gave the church a different concept of communion. <laughs> they give you this little bread and this little cup of wine. Where did you see that in the Bible? Oh, come on. Isaiah, don't start now. <laughs> where did you see that concept of communion in the Bible? The communion we read about in the Bible was a feast. Jesus ate with his disciples. The real communion was a feast. The, this fellowship is communion with God and with themselves. That's not breaking little bread. Some people go as far as getting the special bread. You know, these are all lies that Roman Catholic has put in the mind of people. Because if you look at the scripture, Paul, amen, Paul was referring to, don't you, have, don't you have food in your house to eat? Why are you mixing, you know, the food that you, the way you eat in your house to the way you come eat in the church? It's communion. See, there's a lot of things that need to change in the church. But that's not even the direction. <laughs> I'm connected to this morning. Let's continue. Let's continue. But I'm just trying to bring the, the context to which the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is speaking. The Father wants to move in our day. And the point that I'm making is the father is going to move in the midst amen, of the darkest, the darkest season amen, of humanity. The Lord, the God of glory is going to pour out himself, hallelujah, in the midst of the wicked and pervert, corrupt generation. In the midst of that, the father, hallelujah, is going to pour himself because he's finding a people who are ready, whose hands are lifted, who said, Lord, we are asking you. Bible says from the days of Enos, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. As we begin to call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will begin to find in us a place to pour forth himself. Because listen, the outpouring of the spirit, basically, is a channel, is a channel, is a way of divine representation. Let's we talk about divine representation because without having the spirit of divine representation, I've heard so many people talk about divine representation. I've heard many prophet apostle preach amen on the spirit of reformation in apostolic listen to this you can preach everything you want to preach about the things of God if you are not full of the spirit, it's not gonna work. You've got to walk the walk. You've got to have the spirit. Behind every move, there is a spirit. Behind every release, there is a spirit. 
And behind that spirit earlier is the nature and the character of God. Lest we talk about the move of God and the next thing we're seeing amen, is a new age spirit manifesting in the church. It's a foreign spirit. It's a spirit amen, of Buddha manifesting in the church. Is the spirit of Jezebel? Is the spirit, Amen, of Ahab? Is the spirit Allah, of of the false old prophet? The old prophet. Remember, there's a man called the old prophet. The Bible. That's how the Bible defined him. The old prophet said to the young prophet, "Come to my house and eat." A spirit that wants to pollute and compromise the order of God's dealings and move. You've got to, we've got to track this thing. So when we talk about the move of God, it's also important. Amen. We defined, hallelujah, the past move as we honor and separate that move and what God did back there. We've got to celebrate it. We've got to identify it, but we've got to depart from it. So we don't confuse what God did, amen, before with what he's doing now and what he's going to do in the future. Amen. There are still people who are seeking for what God did in the early 60s. How God used some powerful man of God in their community in the 70s, in the 80s. All right? And they're still praying to the God of God knows who that man was, who that woman was. Thank God. Celebrate them. Read about them. But don't Catch your life and benchmark your life by what God did earlier, some you know, some you know, uh, 1500 years ago. No, you've got to. There's something the Lord is doing. Just before I came to the studio this morning, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He said, There are things that I'm doing in the earth that people don't, uh, people are not even aware of today. And because they are not aware of it, guess what? They speak against it, they don't know. Because you don't know what God is doing, so you just use your mouth. You just go because you have no understanding that God is moving amidst politicians. God is moving amidst in the midst of nations. God is moving in that dark regions of the earth that you think God is moving there. But you see, if you don't have clarity and understanding, if your prophetic sight has not been calibrated to see afar and to see what God is doing, guess what? You will use your own hand. You will use your own mouth, amen, to speak against what God is doing. You lack understanding. Yes. We talked about that. When you allow certain spirit, certain environmental spirit to capture you, like you know, like, like Balaam. You see, Balaam was a was a powerful prophet. I mean, this guy was so sighted that he could see into the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was how that was how sighted amen, Balaam was. Just like John the Baptist, sighted. But you see, if you're not tracking and walking with God, amen, in that which the Lord is doing, and you just based on what you saw once. Listen to this. The enemy can hijack even that which you thought you know and lead you into error. Balaam, he could see into the second coming of Jesus, but he could not see the angel standing in front of him. Hallelujah. Ready to slaughter him. Ready to kill him. Because he will refuse, amen, to listen to what God has said. He had allowed himself to be hijacked by the, by the spirit of commerce, by the spirit of mammon. Balak had come to him and said, I need you to curse the people of God. He had said to Balak, I cannot do this. He went, Balak came to him again and bribed him the more. <laughs> and he still went to the Lord. Excuse me, when God speaks once, you don't go back and ask again his opinion. Did you hear that just said? When God speaks one to you about, about a situation, you don't go back again and ask him again about his opinion because he has given you his opinion. Uh-uh. You cannot curse my people. They are blessed. Bible says Balak 
came to him again. Gave him more money. Gave him more riches. Took him to another height in, in on the mountain. He said, from this point, why don't you see if you can cause the people? Foolish Balak. Balaam, excuse me. He still went back to God. That is foolish prayer. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm sorry I have to use that language. Because that's a lot of people. You know, God has shown you. God has told you. Ah, this thing does not align with my promise. It does not align with my will. does not align with my standard. does not align with my counsel. Why coming to me? I've told you. Why asking me about it again? Can't I just marry this lady? God already told you. Sorry, you're not marrying her. He already told you. It's not for you. He already told you. That's not your ministry. Why are you going back? Because now you allow yourself. You see, Balaam not, not allow himself, amen, to begin to hear foreign spirit, all kinds of spirit. You see, the devil will make you hear what you want to hear. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear me? That's a word for somebody. The devil will make you, what, make you hear what you want to hear that will sound like God. So we've got to understand the spirit of God, amen, is speaking. And we've got to, we've got to respond, amen, in the directions of the spirit. Let's, let me read on. So the context that we're looking at, amen, in John chapter 2, is that in the midst of the perversion, and the Lord is describing that perversion, because the, word, the first word here is, he said, blow the trumpet. Joel chapter 2 verse 1, he said, blow the trumpet in Zion. You don't blow a trumpet, amen, amidst of people that are awakened. They are asleep, amen. They could, be, they could be asleep in all kinds of ways, in all dimensions, in all various, there are all kinds of ways that we sleep. But the trumpet, amen, is to sound an alarm, is to awaken us. So blow the trumpet in Zion. Zion was asleep at this point. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Blow the trumpet in Zion, not somewhere else. You don't blow trumpet in Babylon. You destroy Babylon. <laughs> amen. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. For it is at hand a day of darkness, a day of gloominess, a day of clouds, thick in darkness. Thick in darkness. Like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come great and strong, like of womb, like of womb has never been. Nor will there ever be such after them. Even for many successful generations. We're talking about the context, amen, that brought that prophetic word. The land is like, listen to this. The land is, the land is like the garden of Eden before them. And behind them, a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. We're talking about the concept, amen, of the judgment of God here. <laughs> because you can look at this and say, wow, this is this sounds nice. That's why you read scripture, you read it in context. The land, like <clears throat> the land, the land is like the garden of Eden before them. Behind them, a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Verse 4. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses. And like swift steeds. So they ran. With a with a noise like chariots. Over, 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 over topping mountains, they leap. Like the noise of flaming fire, they devour the stumbles. Like a strong people, they set in battle, they set the battle in array. Before them, the people wrecked uh, in pain. All faces are, are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the walls like men of war. Everyone matches in, in formation and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. 
everyone marches in his own column. Though the land between the weapons, they are not cut down. My word, what, a, what, what an army. They run through and through the city. They run over the walls. They climb into the houses. They enter all the windows like a thief. Thank you, Jesus. The earth quakes before them. The heaven trembles. The sun and the moon grow dark. And the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives. Listen to this. The Lord gives voices before his army. So we're describing the army of God. Amen. The Lord gives voice to his army. For his camp is very great. For strength is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? So that paints a, a false picture. That paints a false picture. Amen. That describes Amen. The, the, the army of God in the context of what God wants to do. Why is God raising an army? 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 <laughs> Alright. Let's read on verse 12. Context is very important. So we understand how to pray. Amen. And, 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 and the directions to which amen, we should pray. Verse 12. Now therefore says the Lord. Turn to me. With all your heart. That is verse 12 of the same scripture that I'm reading. You see the, the context have changed. Now the Lord is speaking about the people. First he described his army. Amen. What this army are able. Are capable to, of doing. Amen. And how this army are so, you know, are so powerful. In terms of understanding. In terms of formation. In terms of weaponry. In terms of their skill. He described all that. Now he's turning to his people. He says now therefore says the Lord. Turn to me. Amen. Turn to me and repent. Turn your heart to me. He said with fasting and weeping. And with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garment. So why is God not talking? You know, he just described his army. Now he's talking to the people. Why? Because if the people, amen, don't align in repentance, this army is coming, amen, to, you know, to, 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 to destroy them. To destroy them. Now therefore... Says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garment. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind. A grain, a grain, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord our God. Blow the trumpet in Zion again, verse 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion again. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. So you will notice now, listen, the blow the trumpet, of, blow the trumpet in Zion that we read first seems to be speaking to the general condition of the land. Now this other one is speaking to those whom he has called, his own people, who are supposed to be representing amen, his voice in the church. So this, this second one in verse 15 seems to be speaking amen, to those who have been called to be the Levite, called to be priests, called to be you know, servants in the house of God. He said, blow the trumpet again in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather, call a sacred assembly. So we're talking about the church. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the nursing babies let the bridegroom go out of a chamber and the bride from a dressing room let the priest who minister to the lord weep between the porch and the altar let them say spare the people oh lord 
Spare the people, O Lord. And do not give your heritage to reproach. So you begin to see the spirit of what? Intercession. Yes. <laughs> Spare the people, O Lord. <laughs> do not give your people to reproach. Huh? That the nation should not rule over us. That the nation should not rule over them. Why would they say among the people, where is their God? Does that sound like what is happening today? Does that sound like, amen, the question people are asking today, where is their God? Is that not why we're being mocked today? Is that not the reason why, amen, all these things that are happening today, amen, that they're doing all kinds of things, all kinds of laws are being passed, amen, to cripple, to weaken the church because the people, the nations can no longer see the power of the God of this people called the church, the ecclesia. The nation should rule over them. Why should the people say, where is their God? Are you getting the context? We've, we've, we've touched three contexts here, you see. We've touched three contexts. The army of God, God speaking to the people to repent. Now he's speaking to the church and to his intercessors. To his congregation. Because something is, something is about to happen. Let's look at another context. Alright, uh, verse 18. Then the Lord will rise. Then the Lord, excuse me, then the Lord, yes, will be zealous for his uh, for his land. Why would the Lord be zealous for his land? Because, amen, the last portion of that scripture we read, listen to this, I'm going to go back to it again. It's important we read scripture in context so we can understand how to track the heart and the spirit of God. It said, let the priest, let the priest who minister to the Lord whip between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Hear the people, O Lord. Do not give your heritage to reproach. Are we being given to reproach today? Yes. Are the priests today, amen, whipping be between the pot and the pot on the altar? No. They are eating fat. They are drinking wine. They said the Lord has forgotten. The Lord will not remember. Let's do our own thing. We have left the way, amen, of true shepherding. We have left the way, hallelujah, because you see, the well is dry. The spirit is no longer there. But the Lord began to say, he said, you need to, you need to awaken the heart of the priest again. If you have been called, amen, to understand what the, what the Father wants to do in our day, then you will understand that this is a call for you and I, amen. Let the priest is, is let the priest it's not just one priest the priest is plural let the priest who minister to the lord who minister to the lord amen let them say this is what they must say god spare south africa spare the land spare america spare europe spare the land you see it's, this is not a voice for this is not a call for everybody it's for the priest amen who can go between the porch and the altar who can whip between the altar and the porch Amen. Come on. You've got to understand. Spare the people, oh Lord. Do not give your heritage. Friends, I told you about, you know, the concept of we having received the, the, the earnest amen, of the Spirit. There is something the Lord has paid, amen, as a down payment for the earth. The Bible says the glory, the glory of the Lord, hallelujah, shall cover the glory, the glory of God shall cover, the glory of God shall cover the earth, the glory of the knowledge of God shall cover the earth as the quarter covers the sky. There was a down payment for that prophetic word. There's a, there's a down 
payment hallelujah for God's prophetic intention in your life that's why you got saved but that's not the end amen it's a down payment it's a there's a down payment of the release of God of that initial release of that initial release of the spirit of God but listen to this tongue is not enough it's just a part it's just a manifestation amen of 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 the seal of God amen of the purchasing of God but hey God is about amen to pour forth the fullness of his spirit then the world will know that truly the Lord is alive in the midst of his people then your life and my life amen will, will, will fully represent and reflect what God hallelujah has designed our life for we have seen the world have seen but I've only seen a portion. They've only seen half. They've only seen, amen, a dimension. But here's here the Lord. They are about to see the fullness of my ecclesia. Why? Because the priest who minister bef before the Lord now are awakened. Now are being arisen. Now are weeping between the porch and the altar. And they are proclaiming. We are proclaiming corporately. Hear the land. May God give us the spirit of intercession. May the spirit of prayer and intercession once again fall upon us all across the land, all across from America to Europe, from Europe to Asia. May we begin to rise up and say, spare the land, Lord, in, 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 in United Kingdom. Spare the land, oh God, in China. Spare the land, oh God, in Russia. Spare the land, oh Lord. Yes, in Kuwait. Yes, spare the land. In Iran, in Iraq. Spare the land. In Libya, spare the land, oh God. In Zimbabwe, spare the land in South Africa, spare the land in Nigeria, spare the land in Cameroon, spare the land in Germany, spare the land, oh God, in France, spare the land in Portugal, in Brazil, spare the land, spare the land. This is the voice the Father wants to hear, and this voice will steer something in the spirit realm. Spare the land, spare the people, oh Lord, do not give your heritage to reproach. That the nation should not rule over them. Why should they say? Why should the people say among themselves, Where is their God? When we come into this context, the Bible says, Then, then the Lord will rise up. <laughs> then the Lord, amen, will be zealous for his land and pity his people. And the land. And the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil and you will be satisfied by them. This will be the result hallelujah, of that prophetic intercession, of that prophetic declaration, of that prophetic cry before the Lord. Then the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you. God is sending us the spirit of the apostolos in our day. God is sending us the spirit of a wise master builder. God is sending, amen, to the nations. God is releasing. There's a deploying right now, hallelujah, of the spirit of the wise master builders. Wise master builders will build in accordance to divine order. And whenever we build in accordance to divine order, there is a release of grain. There's a release of new wine. There's a release of oil. I want you to note those three things. There's a release of grain. Number one, hallelujah. Grain speaks of bread in the land. It speaks of seed. It speaks of hallelujah. That, that, will, that which will nourish the people again. Hallelujah. New wine speaks of that which will gladden the heart of God. There's going to be an outpouring of the spirit of joy upon the land. Hallelujah. All speaks of healing. Mm. 
not those three components. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We honor your name, Lord. Halabashianda. Mm. Then the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you. So we've got to pray, Father, send, send to us, send to the nations, send into our homes, our family, our communities, send into our, our city, send, oh God, into the government. Yes, carriers of the grain, carriers of the wine, carriers of the oil. Whenever God moves in the, in the land, whenever God wants to do things in the land, these are the three components that he releases. Grain, new wine, and oil. These are things that takes time to be processed. And you will be satisfied by them. That's the next word. And you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army, yes, the northern army are the Babylonians. I will remove far from you the northern armies. I will drive him away into a barren and a desolate land with his face forward to the eastern sea and his back towards the western sea. His, his, his snitch will come up and his foul order will rise and his judge because he has done monstrous things fear not O land fear not O land be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things do not be afraid you beast of the land for the open pasture are springing up thank you father thank you father for the opening of the pasture thank you Lord for the springing up O God of the of the grass of the economy yes father we thank you the open pastures are springing up and the trees bearing its fruit productivity the fig trees and the vine trees their strength be glad then oh you children of zion oh you daughters of zion and rejoice in the lord your god for he has given you the former rain faithfully or fairly or you can even say in earnest <laughs> hallelujah in earnest, huh? he will cause the rain to come down to you like the former rain and the latter rain. In the same month, the threshing floor shall be full of wheat. Can you see? Are you following the order and the pattern? Everything about God, amen, are done in order and patterns. A lot of people will take this scripture out of context. They'll start reading this without understanding what, hap what had happened Amen. from verse 1. The former rain and the latter rain in, in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat. And the vast, and the vast shall, shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore you. I will, so, excuse me. So I will restore to you the years the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. My great army, which I sent among you. So begin to understand the context of those army that we read. All right, in the first verse. You shall, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wond wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am. In the midst of Israel, I am the Lord, I am the Lord your God, and I am the Lord your God, 
and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men uh, servant and maid servant, I will pour my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Uh, the, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood. So, so did you see the structure? Did you see the order? Because it's, it's easy for us to just... You know, jump into uh, uh, 20, 28 and it shall come to pass after that I will pour out my spirit without following the due process in the things of God. There are due process. Before this word ever come into existence, we've got to know what, what triggered this word. What triggered? Because when you claim the scripture and start saying, Lord, the word is going to, you've got to understand what needs to be known, what needs to be done, and what needs to be arranged, what needs to be structured. You've got to put things in order before you step into the, the concept of the prophetic. And afterward, I shall pour. So we begin to see that for us to step into this order, we've got to move out of amen, the concept of rebellion and apostasy and wickedness and destruction. Amen. Because God said, I will send my army if you refuse to turn to me and do my bidding. Rather than me pouring my spirit upon you, I will send my army and they will root you. So we understand that order. And as we turn and we, uh, we join force with the priest, amen, who, who, who have gone be between the porch and the altar, weeping and say, spare the land, spare your people. All right? As we do that, guess what? We begin to make way, hallelujah, for the gladdening of the heart of God, hallelujah, to release his spirit upon the people. So it's in this context, Father, that this morning we say, Lord, as a church. That Lord, we repent, O oh God, of every wickedness, of every state of dryness that we have assumed and that we have even come to love. That we have not turned to you in repentance. Father, this morning, Father, we, we turn to you. We ask you, Father, to forgive us of our sins, of our wickedness, O oh God. Of our, of our laxity, O oh God. Of our presumptive attitude, O oh God. Yes, Father, we turn to you this morning. We ask, Lord, spare the land, O oh God. We repent, O oh God. We ask, O oh God, that your priest, who we are, Father, this morning, we come before your altar. We ask, O oh God, that everyone that, uh, that are question and desiring of this new day. Lord, we come and gather in what you call the assembly. We will assemble before you, O oh God, in the position of unity and spirit, O oh God. We will walk in the order and the structure of divine order and leadership. Father, we thank you this morning that as your spirit begins to show us the pattern of the comings, the patterns of the release, or the patterns of the move of your kingdom. Father, this morning we declare in the name of Jesus, allow us, O oh God, to share in those glorious inheritance, O oh God. Father, we want to move out of the earnest. We want to come into the fullness. You said you will pour out your spirit. And this day we say, Father, we receive in the name of Jesus the outpouring of your spirit. Because we are your sons and your, we are your daughters, we receive the spirit of prophecy in the name of Jesus. We receive, oh God, the spirit, oh God, to dream dreams. Yes, Father. We receive the grace of visions in the name of Jesus. We receive the outpouring of your spirit upon our lives, into our homes, into our, into our family, into our community. We receive the outpouring. Father, we say pour out your glory, pour out yourself, pour out your values, pour out your, your authority, your nature, your character 
Peter. Let there be a new order of people emerging, reflecting and revealing your desire and your intention for this brand new day. Father, we cry out this morning. This is the day and we are the people ready to receive of you. Let your spirit come, Lord. Let your spirit take us to a new a new day. Let your spirit bring us, bring us into a new realm, into a new position in you. Father, we thank you right now for the release of your spirit. This word, oh God, is changing our value system. This word is transforming, yes, our belief system. We're coming into a greater place, oh God, yes, of, 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 of posterity, where we can begin to prepare people for you, Lord, who will go forth into the future. Yes, Lord, establishing your counsel. Let your name, oh Father, be glorified amidst your people. This brand new day, do a new thing in the midst of your people. Bring us to a new day. Bring us to a new order. Bring us to a new position of quest, oh God. Open our eyes, oh God. Open our ears. Open our mouth. Touch us, oh God. Awaken us, Father. In the name of Jesus, when we stop this broadcast, help us to continue to pray. Help us to continue to seek. Help us to continue to quest. Help us to continue to long for. Yes, your word declares those who seek you diligently with all your heart will find you. We want to find you. We want to find you, Lord. In our words, in our actions. We want to find you, God, in our belief system, in our character. We bless your name this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the outpouring, the outpouring of your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we receive it upon this nation. Upon the continent, we receive the outpouring of your spirit upon the land, O oh God. We take our place this morning, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, as priests, we take our place, O oh God. We take our place in the name of Jesus. We take our place in the name of Jesus. Yes, we know, Father, that you're going to release blessing upon the land. Yes, we know, O oh God, the pasture land, yes, will spring forth. The trees will bear their fruit. We know, Father, the fig trees, O oh God, and the vine trees, yes, will yield their strength in the name of Jesus. Father, we believe, O oh God, that we'll be glad. The children of Zion will rejoice in you, Father. We thank you. We bless you, O oh God, that you will release both the latter and the former rain. Yes, in the same month, there will be joy. There will be singing. There will be celebration. But before this, Father, we turn to you. We turn our heart to you. Father, we align to your structure. We align to your order. We ask, oh God, that you will renew, reform us, oh God. Align us to the place of your good pleasure. Bring us to the place of authority. Bring us to the place, oh God, yes, of divine authority. We submit, we surrender to you. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Father. The land will not be afraid. We will rejoice in you. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Yes, thank you for the sense of readiness. You said, you said, let the bride, yes, leave a dressing room. Let the priest who minister before the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare the land, O Lord. Do not give your heritage to reproach. Father, we thank you this morning. We bring, we bring back this word, O God, yes, to you. We, 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 we ask, oh God, that you will once again touch our hearts and our lives, oh God, in readiness and in preparation for that which you want to do, Father. We thank you. Once again, we release this word to go ahead of us and prepare the ground even as we begin to engage 2020 in the name of Jesus. We begin to engage 2020 in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God. This is the second day, oh God, of the 
of the month of December. We press in, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that your spirit, yes, your zeal is making a way for us. Thank you, Father, that you're preparing a path for us. In the name of Jesus, we are going forth, Lord. We will not be afraid. We will not be afraid. Father, we have been awakened this morning, oh Father. Yes, from our slumber. We have been awakened, oh God. We have been awakened this brand new day in the name of Jesus to a, a new day of divine repentance. We turn to you. We turn to you. Repentance means to turn. Repentance means to turn 360 degrees. That's repentance. It means to turn back to the ways of God. It means to reconnect back to the order of God. Father, we reconnect to you. We reconnect to you. It's called repentance. Aha. Yes, ma'am. There may not be a visible sin in your life, but there is laxity. There is lukewarmness. There is uncertainty. There is anxiety. You can repent from that in the name of Jesus. Father, we turn to you this morning. We turn to your ways. Father, we turn to you. Every believer's heart must have that sense of expectation. That's must have that quest, that longer, must be pressing, must be pursuing, must be anticipating the comings of the Lord. We thank you, Father, this morning for the release of your spirit upon our land, upon our nation, upon our, our home, upon, upon our family, upon our work, oh, Father. We thank you for, for your spirit, oh God, yes, that is coming in this brand new day in a greater measure, in a greater proportion. We thank you. We receive in Jesus' name, Father, that we can represent your intention in this new day. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that the spirit of God is coming. Your spirit is coming. The spirit of truth. The spirit of love. The spirit of grace. The spirit of oneness. The spirit of the ecclesia. The spirit of your bride. The spirit of your church. Thank you Father that you're building your church. The gates of hell will not prevail. We thank you for what you're doing in the name of Jesus Christ and across the land. Thank you spirit of God for what your spirit is birthing. Thank you for newness. 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 New identity. New prosperity. In the name of Jesus. New position in the spirit. We bless you, Father. Our children will align with this. We don't just pray for ourselves. We pray for them, O oh God. We pray, Father, for everyone connected to our loins, to our spiritual loins. We bless you, Father, for this brand new day. We see your zeal manifest in our day. We thank you, O oh God, that you will arise, yes, and you will have mercy upon Zion for, for the set time to favor her has come. Thank you, Father, that we are able to hear the sound, yes, of your trumpet. You say, blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy hill, on my holy mountain. Father, we hear. We hear. Even from this lofty realm, we hear your voice. And we respond to your dealings. Come, Jesus. Have your way. Let your name be exalted and be glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, wow, 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 wow. We can only give all glory and praise to Father this morning. We can only give you all glory and praise. Amen. And amen. Indeed, Sister Dione, amen. Amen to that. We want to thank God for his move. I can, I can feel, I can feel the presence of God here. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the spirit of prophecy. Thank you, Father, for the life of everyone watching this morning. Thank you for the release of this spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you would take them deeper into this atmosphere, into this realm, oh God. Father, for those who are going to sleep tonight, Lord, help them, Lord, to have a vision, a greater vision of that which your, your spirit, yes, has done. And those of us that have been awakened in this part of the world, Father, I thank you for your spirit that is preparing us to step into a new day thank you lord once again we make 
the spirit and the bride ready through our intercession and prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we've come to the end of this broadcast this morning. It's like we should not stop. But unfortunately, I have to stop. I need to stop. Oh, God, you are awesome in this place. It's like, it's like Jacob waking up and saying to himself, And I did not know that this is the house of God. Well, we're getting to know certain things. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tina. Thank you, uh, uh, Sister Grace. Thank you for connecting. Amen. Clifford, we appreciate it. Amen. Uh, thank everybody. Thank you, my dear brother, Kane Day. Thank you for connecting with us this morning. Brother Ricardo, thank you. Brother Leonard, thank you for connecting with me. Amen. Brother Shane, amen. Thank you for connecting. Amen. Thank you, my dear brother, Naturian, for connecting. Sister Miriam, thank you so much. Amen, Sister Mrs. Sue, Ruth, thank you so much for connecting. It's nice to have you again connect with us. Amen. My dear brother, Brother Giwa, thank you, sir. Sister uh, uh, Siboleni, thank you so much for connecting. I appreciate it. Amen. And my dear uh, uh, Apostle Diana, thank you so much, woman of God. Uh, I'm sure by now your eyes must be heavy, but I'm, I, I, can, I, can, I can say that you know, in the midst of this kind of declaration, uh, I'm not sure you want to sleep, amen. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be going to sleep, you must have a good night rest. Love you so much. I love your heart, love your spirit. Thank you for supporting this work, amen. Amen. Thank you everyone for connecting and from being part of this great move. I tell you, if you can't sense the move, uh, then something is wrong. Amen. Something has begun. We're going to see how we're going to push this further again tomorrow by the grace of God. But may your day be filled with the presence of God. That's, the, that's all I can say. That's the best I can say. May you go out there. May you go out there in the bold reality, in the boldness of that which the Spirit of God has imparted into your spirit. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye.